Oh me, oh my! Look at that fish! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smollett Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Shrinko. And I'm driving right now to a river. Actually, you guys know what river it is because we talked about it in the last episode. Um, I am in the car by myself right now, driving to uh, drop off the car to the takeout for the Sugar Creek Grassroots Bass Yakin Series. Um, so, a little bit of unknown here uh, going in. Honestly, you know, if today was a pure going out for fun day, I probably would not be going. Um, or I would say this. If I had an alternative to pick another day this weekend, um, I probably would do that. That being said, I couldn't fish Sunday because it's Easter. Can't fish Monday because it's my daughter's birthday, so it's kind of either Thursday, Friday, or Saturday for me. And uh, Andrew, my neighbor, my new uh, mistress that's replacing Chris, um, he's going with me, so. We actually went ahead and did a deal where I'm fishing Friday, he's fishing Saturday. Um, you had to sign up by Thursday at five or 7 a.m., I'm sorry. Um, and to throw a wrench in things, it had been really warm and nice, and then a, a front moved through Wednesday night, and uh, there was actually some tornadoes and some bad storms um, around where uh, I live, and... It wasn't a ton of rain, but it was really sudden, and they got about uh, 0.2 inches here, and then it dropped from, you know, it was in it was in the 80s or low 80s uh, to we'll be lucky to crack 50 degrees today. Um, and it was cold yesterday as well, not quite as cold as today. So the post front day was yesterday, um, and it was super windy. There was only one guy that I think opted to fish on Thursday. There's not. This isn't a big tournament, by the way. We're talking, I think, 14 guys are fishing it. Um, so the one guy that fished yesterday uh, is a friend of mine named Aiden Darlington. And that guy is one of the best all-around fishermen that I know. He definitely knows his way around, around the rivers. Albeit, he does not fish Sugar Creek very much, so that could have been some of the reason, but, um, he caught one 14 and three quarter inch fish yesterday, and, uh, I'm laughing because that, I would have bet a lot of money that he would have done well yesterday, or at least better than that, even on a tough day, but I think what happened, the river popped up, um, it went from, you know, I think it was in the 300 CFS range to up almost to 1,000. And then uh, that was throughout the day yesterday. And 
now it's on its way back down. I actually haven't checked it this morning, but or I did check it when I first woke up. It was down in the 700s, so it's already crested. I, I talked to some guys, including Aiden. Uh, seems like upstream is a little bit muddier. There's a couple creeks that come in up there that get more of that uh, rain that pass north, and it's pumping mud. Uh, so we opted to go way downstream, and uh, I talked to one guy specifically that gave me some intel that it looked a lot better downstream. There are uh, three or four decent-sized creeks that come in in between uh, where it was pumping mud and down here, and I'm hoping those usually run clear, so I'm hoping it kind of helps clear it up, and, you know, it's a bigger river down here, um, downstream, and it, it, uh, hopefully will dissipate some of that mud, um, not that I care so much about mud, I mean, mud is, kind of is what it is, um, but I would take clear conditions over muddier conditions if I had to choose between two equal situations, um, so, we're dealing with post-frontal stuff. We're dealing with a big cold front moving through. I mean, it's 34 degrees out right now. Um, and, yeah, it's, you know, who knows, man. I mean, might go out here and these big fish are uh, eating. Might go out here. I, if I had to suspect, um, I'm not going to get a ton of bites today. But the ones that I get could very well be 20s you know, 19s, uh, 18s, you know, a day where I don't think the whole river is going to be alive, but you kind of have a situation right now is we're, you know, we're in full, full on pre-spawn mode. I mean, the swings can be bad, but the, the reality of it is, I mean, these fish, they have to eat, like they're getting ready to go through you know, one, they're coming off a winter, you know, session, so, you know, they're already depleted of their nutrients, and these big females are the first ones to move on the beds, and I, you know, I haven't seen any bedding activity, probably we won't for at least a couple weeks, three weeks, but um, these big females are the first ones to go on the bed, so they have a window there where they can feed, and if there's opportunity, as long as it's not like, you know, really, really turbulent, and or you know straight chocolate milk which I don't think it will be um, I think there'll be an opportunity here now you know like I said it might be tougher might be slower but you know all I need is five scoreable fish and uh, I you know personally I'm going to put this out there on the podcast I think my floor for today is going to be 80 inches so five 16 inch fish should be doable for me today there is a ton of 16 inch fish in sugar creek and then you know you're always looking for those you know one or two you know 19s 20s and then you know maybe have a 118 to mix in there so you know 40 inches of my floor or i'm sorry 80 inches of my floor and then um, i think you know 90 plus is possible uh, it's just going to depend, you know, I might go out here and do what Aiden did. I, I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to, you know, my plan of attack this time of year is to really cover water. Um, you know, I'm not a guy. What, you know, 
different situations obviously call for different things. But this time of year, I'm not a guy that's going to sit and fish, you know, a piece of cover for 30 minutes. Like, just not me. No. If I fish for three hours this morning and don't get a bite, you know, I'm going to have to reevaluate my um, strategy. But I think overall, you know, covering water, even in a post-frontal situation, which, you know, we're a day full, you know, over 24 hours out from the front. But, um, you know, sometimes what I find you still cover much water except the fish are just closer to cover than what you uh, they, they would be otherwise so you really got to pinpoint and that's what happened the other day honestly when I went out and had a really good day um, I don't know how many days out it was from front but I was still dealing with some post frontal stuff and uh, uh, the it was still muddy uh, but the fish were eating, you just had to get really close to them. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it might play into my strengths here, you know, with, you know, I'm a, not like bragging or anything, but I am a very precision caster. Um, and I'm a good, good, I'm a good high volume fisherman. Like, you know, I'm not, like I said, sitting on a spot for 30 minutes is just not my forte. I can do it if I need to, but I, uh, just, you know, it's not what I excel at when I can, you know, really cast, make a lot of volume of cast, uh, faster moving type baits. You know, obviously I enjoy, most people enjoy fishing more like that. Uh, but even with the finesse presentation, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that'll toss it in there, pop it, you know, two, three times, reel back in next spot, toss it, pop it two, three times, reel back in. I'm not a guy that's going to work it all the way back to the boat. Um, you know, and like move super, super slow. It's just not me. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, you just never know. Um, I'm going to wait until I get here. I have kind of my muddy, uh, water arsenal on just because that's more the type of water I fish recently. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, uh, what the water looks like. You know, I, I always look if it's, you know, two foot or more visibility, I kind of change up my color scheme. Two foot or less, I'm going with a, uh, you know, black with like bright accents, you know, more bigger, bulkier uh, trailers, um, you know, single bladed, you know, Colorado type stuff or chatterbait. Um, if, uh, if I get here and it's over two foot of visibility, then I'm switching over to more of a bait fish color like a, a white you know I'm, I'm working on the flash because it is going to be sunny there supposed to be anyways I'm working on those blades flashing um, those blades really popping with the sunlight more as opposed to more of a vibration lateral line play which would be if it's muddier so I have a feeling it's probably going to be really close to two foot of visibility and if it is uh, I'll have to decide you know probably will stick with what I have on for a little while and kind of get on the water and see what it looks like in the sunlight and all that good stuff so yeah I'm really pumped looking forward this is you know we talked about in the last episode but this is the type of year or type of situation and time of year where these big fish are out eating um, and your chances of catching a 20 inch fish 
uh, is really good. Uh, it's, you know, probably my favorite time of year to catch a 20 inch fish, to be honest. Some guys like the fall bite. It, you know, obviously, the fall bite can be phenomenal. But for me, if I had to choose, I'd take pre spawn any day. And, and you know, partially, it's because you're coming off a of winter where, you know, you haven't fished for a long time and you go pretty much straight into the best time of the year or one of the best times of the year so maybe it inflates the uh cap or the potential of that particular uh time of year but anyways i i prefer pre-spawn you know so anyways the, you know i i think uh <clears throat> you will see some fish up in the uh, spawning areas uh, and kind of checking out beds in, you know, some of those areas, you know, I won't go too far in depth, but they're going to be protected areas that, um, have a decent amount of depth, but not a ton. And usually we're looking at, um, more of like a broken up rock, uh, substrate, like, you know, like, um, late guys for smallmouth, they always say to look for like the pea gravel type of, um, thing so that when they fan the beds I you know there's not all of that available in, a, in certain river systems uh, but I will say you know if you find some of that like really fine broken up rock where they can really make a nice bed out of it um, that can be but like I said for me more it's depth and protection from the current because you know you figure a survival mechanism with these fish are to you know, set their beds up for success, and, you know, if they set it up in a spot where, you know, a flood comes and it's just going to wash it out, like, that's, you know, evolutionary speaking, that's a bad decision, so these big fish will look for these prime spots that are protected, and they usually, I mean, semi-shallow, a lot of times you can, see, you know, most of the time you'll be able to see the beds, um, so anyways, I wouldn't be surprised to catch a couple fish that are starting to get that bloody tail and you know so but anyways i'm pulling up the spot andrew's you know dropping off andrew's car and then he's gonna hop in and we'll kind of see what the day unfolds i'm gonna try to record we're um uh, gonna be recording a little bit tonight i think in between andrew's fish and saturday so we'll probably record tonight uh you know see how the day went for me andrew's fishing saturday so but we're both gonna be fishing both days so Anyways, uh, we'll uh, talk to you guys here on the flip side. Alright, I am uh, on the way home from the river after two hard-fought days on Sugar Creek. I'm weary, weathered, and ready to eat, because I'm freaking hungry, but, yeah, so, fished all day, Friday and Saturday, Friday was my tournament day, get to the river, and of course I talked about this, uh, the first uh, part of this podcast, but was not good. Um, I would say probably anywhere between 8 to 10 inches of visibility started clearing up a little bit towards the end of the day. Um, 
I wouldn't call it chocolate milk, but it was the next level of muddiness next to chocolate milk. So, got there, went upstream for a little bit because there's a spot that I liked upstream. Then, 10 casts, boom, smoked one. Big fish, get it up, 20 incher, boom, 20 incher on the board in the first 30 minutes of the tournament. Alright, I'm feeling good. I'm like, alright, this is a good day. It's cold. It was cold as shit out there. Like, it was really cold. Um, in fact, at one point with the wind, my hands went completely numb. My fingers went completely numb. Um, it's hard to fish during that <laughs> span of time, as you can imagine. Uh, went up a little bit further upstream. And about 10 minutes later, got a 15 and 3 quarter. Alright, so I need five fish. I already have two. It's probably, you know, eight o'clock at this point. And proceeded to fish all day. I caught one other fish all day. Happened to be a 17 incher. So I fished all freaking day, caught three fish. One of them was a 20 incher. If that doesn't tell you that something's different this time of year with big fish, I don't know what does. Uh, so I was pretty disappointed, honestly. I didn't think we were going to be able to... We camped along the river. I didn't think I was even going to be able to upload the fish because I didn't have cell coverage all day. So at about 2.30, we pulled over, found a place to camp. I walked up on the hill, and guess what? I got cell phone coverage. So I uploaded my pics and uh, was checking the leaderboard and I was in first place with three fish uh, I don't know how many guys were out on the river uh, on Friday but literally not one fish was caught other than my three fish and I know there was you know probably at least four or five other guys out there so I caught the only three fish that day <laughs> pretty insane so camped out well I guess pattern wise I mean if you were to call three fish a pattern uh, I was relegating myself to throwing my big one ounce or maybe it's like it's not quite it's three quarter ounce black spinner with a huge ass black nickel Colorado blade and uh, I chucked that thing all day long until my arm was about ready to fall off and uh yeah, I got three bites. I didn't even miss any fish. I didn't I didn't lose any fish, nothing. Andrew actually did catch two fish that day. Smaller ones on the chatterbait, but that's it. So between the two of us, we got five fish. Um, now, Friday, he basically relegated the lead, the front boat to me um, because I was fishing the tournament, and then I repaid that favor today with him. Um, so we, uh, woke up this morning, you know, had a pretty, pretty fun night, just sat around the fire, uh, got up this morning and the water looked much better. It was probably 18 inches of visibil visibility when we first got on the water and then by the time we got off it was probably two and a half foot of visibility, so it looked a lot better. The bite, however, was still really tough. Uh, Andrew caught five fish. One of them wasn't measurable because it was uh, less than 12 inches, so he scored four fish and effectively took <laughs> my first place. So I am second place. He's first place. 
those of you who listen to this podcast a lot know that I'm me in second place. We get along really well. Um, so as it stands right now, and, and like I said, there was a, uh, I think only three other fish scored, or four other fish scored besides Andrew's uh, four that he caught. So eight fish caught total, and there was a lot, a lot of guys fishing today. I know. Um, the tournament still open Sunday and Monday. If I don't know who all s- sign up to fish, it's getting to the point where there's only like a few guys left. That I don't know when they fish. Um, so it will be interesting to see <laughs> if Andrew going to hold on to that lead uh, because, dude, it was two of the toughest days I've ever had on Sugar Creek. Just. It was just a grind, man. It was, and, and what's funny is, uh, I was uh, on White River on, uh, I want to say it was Wednesday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, and it was the same thing. I couldn't buy a bite, man. I caught two fish in four hours. Um, so I don't know what was up, you know. That before that on White River it was before the front. This was obviously post frontal, but I don't know, man. I mean, it was cold. It was really cold. Uh, it was windy. You know, bluebird skies. Muddy, muddy water. Um, yeah, but just, I mean, I don't want to say it sucked because, you know, it was fun to get out. It's always fun to camp Riverside. We actually, Andrew found this, uh, he called it a seat. It's basically like a underground spring coming out of this side of this hill. It was really cool right where we camped. Um, but it was just a, it was a neat camp spot. We, you know, it finally warmed up after we got off the water. Actually, we sat around for a while with the sun beaming on us and it felt pretty damn good. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the trip overall, you know, it didn't suck, but the fishing was not good besides the fact that I caught a 20-inch Andrew caught an 18 and a 17 today. Uh, so, congrats to him. He he definitely fishes the ass off. Um, as did I, but, you know, only had three fish to show for it. I, I will say, you know, we we kind of gloss over stream names some, and we try not to, you know, throw sugar creek out there a ton, but I fish sugar a lot, and I can tell you, I can count on one hand the non-winter days I've had with less than five fish. So it was very unusual to for that to happen, but it obviously was happening across the board because nobody else was catching fish either. There were three guys behind us. Uh, I don't believe one of them even scored a fish. Uh, yeah, I mean it was brutal. It was brutal fishing out there. It was just one of those times, man, where the fish. You know, I put this on Instagram the other day. You know, about that trip to White River, you know, I said, you know, sometimes a, cla- a crap float reminds you that the fish are in charge, and they are in charge. You know, when they don't want to eat, they're just not going to eat, um, for whatever reason. I wish I knew why, especially today. You know, we're two days post-front. I mean, it, it is still cold, um, the, but the water looked a lot better. It was sunny out. Like, I thought today would be like, you know, you catch 10 a piece, 12 a piece, something like that, like a decent number, say, and it just, I caught two fish and I ate a five, you know, so, 
anyways, uh, you know, some hard, some hard trips here early on in the year, uh, you know, had some successful ones, um, but I am sitting in second place in the tournament, so not all terrible, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if that'll hold up, or I would guess I'll get pushed out of that place, but with only three fish, but you never know, so, so yeah, um, that's pretty much all I have, I know this is a short one, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, my, my mindset today, because Andrew had the front, was that, you know, I was fishing much different than I normally would, um, I was trying to kind of help him out, and throw some different stuff, and also at the same time, slow down, so, I... I thought that I might get on a, uh, like a tube bite, um, cause I was, you know, slowing down and fishing areas where I knew there should be fish, and man, there was, you know, there were some areas where, like, these are, like, grade A, like, spring areas, like, previous places where I've caught multiple 20-inchers, multiple 19s, multiple 18s, and they just weren't producing anything today. Um, but I would set on them with the tube and really, like, slow down and let Andrew kind of get ahead. And just, they weren't having it. I caught one fish on a tube. The other one uh, came on a spinnerbait. It was just, it was tough, 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 tough out there. I mean, I tied on more baits today than I usually do in two or three trips. So, yeah, it was um, a tough day. But... Now, when we did get done, we did find out that Andrew's car was towed, which I thought was my fault at first because I told him to park and leave a note when you're supposed to have a pass. But it turns out they actually towed it because his license plate sticker was not on and it was expired. So, Andrew, if you're listening to this, sorry, but it wasn't really my fault. Um, but... We did get his car back, so and it was only about 15 minutes from uh, from the takeout. And luckily, two really cool guys in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic were kind enough to give me a ride back to my car, so I could go pick Andrew up and go get his car and the kayaks. So, <sighs> sorry, Master, you're running here, boring myself to death. Um, but yeah, so uh, it was it was a good trip, you know. It was a good uh, um, fun time, but the you know fishing just kind of was blah, like pretty bad. Um, you know, just humbles me a little bit. Shows me that uh, you know it's not all you always you can't always figure them out. Maybe there is a guy that could have figured them out, but you know I would consider myself a uh, an expert on Sugar Creek. And I know spots and turns and current and uh, all different flows and different times of the year. And man, I just could not, could not get him to cooperate. So, anyways, uh, I'll uh, I'll let you guys know how, how I ended up in that tournament on the next podcast. Um, but uh, until then, free the fighter, baby. <laughs>